Well, good morning, Vibrant Church. How's everybody doing this morning? Are you well? Oh, come on. I'm going to give you another chance. Are you alive? Are you awake? Come on. Hey, maybe you're joining us online. We want to say a big welcome to everyone watching, whether it's Church Online or Facebook Live, or maybe you're catching the replay on YouTube. We are so glad that you're here. Hey, church family, can we welcome all of those joining us online together? Man, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Trey. I'm one of the pastors here at Vibrant, and I'm excited about this series. Have you enjoyed the series so far? Yeah, this is week two of a series that we're calling Bold Prayers. In fact, when you came in uh, this morning, and if you didn't grab one, you can get one on your way out, we're, we're handing out these, these bracelets right here. And, and this is just a little reminder as we go through this series. Maybe you should you just put it on and wear it. And, and uh, whenever you look at it, it's just a reminder that, hey, when you pray, that you can pray bold. You know, the whole premise of this uh, series is, is really centered around this idea that some of the prayers that we've been praying, uh, come on, if we're just being honest, they're, they're kind of, they can be kind of weak, passive prayers at times, right? Like, like we're, we're still praying God be with us today. Y'all, he promised he's never going to leave us. If we keep praying, hey, God be with us. Like, he's already said, I'm not leaving you, I'm going to be there. So, so this whole idea is that maybe in our prayer life, I, I love what Pastor Stephen Furtick in his book called Sun Stand Still, he, uh, he says this, says that if your prayers aren't intimidating to you, there's a good chance they're insulting to God. I mean, just let that sit for a second. You just think about your prayer life, the, the prayers that you've been praying. If they're not intimidating to you, there's a good chance they're insulting to God. I, I love how Pastor Mike put it last week and kind of setting up the series. He, he asked this question. He said, if, if God answered your prayers today, would they change your world or are they big enough and bold enough to change the world? I think we just need to ask ourselves that question today, that the prayers that we're praying, the prayer life that we have, are they bold enough, not just to answer my prayer and just to change what I'm in right now, are they big enough and bold enough to change the world? Because that's the type of audacity we ought to have when we're praying. And, and last week we talked about the, the prayer to kind of kick us all off, and that's God, make me bold. Today, I want us to talk about uh, another prayer, and this is a, a bold prayer. It's probably very familiar. You're probably gonna say, Trey, I've prayed this prayer before, but I think, there's, I think there's something bold and dangerous about it, and that is this, God, speak to me. The prayer, God, speak to me. So I want us to, um, I want us to pray together, and then we're gonna dig into a, a story in Scripture that I think uh, is gonna teach us some things about God speaking to us. So let's pray. God, we love you. We are here. We're available. Speak to us. We're listening. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, get bold. Get bold. Come on, turn to the person on the other side of you. Say, get bold. Get bold. You're gonna have to play with me this morning. You, you play my games when, when I'm on the mic, all right? I need y'all to get engaging with me. We're gonna have some fun together. But we're gonna go to the book of 1 Samuel. So if you have your Bibles, how many of you brought your Bibles to church this morning? Let me see them, let me see them. How many of you got leather, like you've got a leather-bound Bible? I see them all over, that's awesome. How many of you, your, your, yours is glowing? You got a glowing Bible? Come on, somebody, love it, you version. Some of you are like, I didn't bring a Bible. I was hoping y'all were putting it on the screens. So we're gonna put it on the screens, don't worry. We've got it ready for you. But we're gonna go to 1 Samuel chapter 3, 
1 Samuel chapter three. I'm gonna start reading in the very first verse. We're gonna just read this quick story. It's really interesting. So uh, 1 Samuel chapter three, verse one. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Now I want us to stop right there. I wanna give you a little context for where we are in this passage. At this time in scripture, this boy Samuel He's about 12 years old, uh, you know, 10 to 12 or so, 12 years old. And there's this whole backstory. His mom, Hannah, sent him to live in the temple. She kind of dedicated him to serve the Lord. And so he lives in the temple with this priest named Eli. And Eli uh, had two sons. Uh, Eli had two sons. One was Hophni and one was Phinehas. Well, it seems like every time that I preach, I preach from a passage that has some just weird names. Can we just, can we just all agree and just settle that those are some weird names in the Bible? The Bible's got some weird names. Now you thought the Bible was boring. The Bible's not boring. It, 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 their names were Hophni and Phineas. And Hophni and Phineas, man, they were doing some crazy stuff. Like, like stuff that even non-Christians would say, like, oh, I'd never do that. Like they were doing some wild things and they were doing them in the temple. And in fact, the Bible tells us in this passage that the, that, that the people at the time had really turned their hearts away from God and they weren't really responding to what God was speaking to them. And, and, and Eli wasn't really doing his job either. He, God, God was speaking to him, but he wasn't really correcting the things that needed to be corrected. Come on, he needed to, he needed to discipline his sons. He needed to correct the people, and he, he wasn't doing those things. And because of that, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 3, 1, that the word of the Lord had become rare. You know what I've found in my life? I've found this, that, that when you stop responding to the word of the Lord, then often you'll find yourself in a place where you're, you're, it's hard to hear the word of the Lord. When you stop responding to what God is telling you, what he's been saying, what he's been speaking, you'll wake up one day and you'll find yourself in a place where, man, I, it's been a while since I've heard from him. And that's where the people are now. It says that the word of the Lord is rare. See, the problem is that God is speaking to us. We're just not responding when he does. And so we're talking about this prayer, God, speak to me. And, and, and I think it's kind of like this. How many of you know what this is? Come on, let me see a show of hands. You, you know what this is. Some of you, I'm blessing some of you right now because you're like, man, that, I, I have spent some time around this thing. This is our family record player. And uh, we, we like to listen to records on this. And it's got an eight track. How many of you remember the eight track? I, I don't have any eight tracks. That's, I'm, I, don't, I don't have anything for you on that. It just has it available. Uh, but, uh, but I really, I, I want us to lean into this because if you look at this, it also, it has this, this FM radio. It has a stereo on, on here. And, and I think God is like this. You see, when we want to listen to music today, what do we do? We just grab our phones. We go to Spotify. We go to Apple Music, whatever. And we just find whatever song we're wanting to listen to and play it, right? I, or, or now, if you're, if you're really fancy and you're modern, you've got, you've got one of these. Anybody, anybody know what this is? Come on. Yeah, this is, this is an Echo Dot. This is a, an Amazon product. And uh, if, you're, if you're, today, how you wanna listen to music, you, all you gotta do is say like, hey, Alexa, play whatever it is that you're wanting to listen to. 
In fact, we were in the kitchen yesterday. We, 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 we've got some of these kind of throughout our house. This is one, this is one of my boys' uh, echoes. And, and we we're in the kitchen yesterday, and we just wanted to play some music. I've got our baby, Jensen. We're, we're kind of trying to appease him, and we like to have some dance parties in the kitchen. And so we just look at Alexa, babe, right? We're, we're in there yesterday, and we just say, hey, Alexa, play some Earth, Wind, and Fire. And we just have us a little party right there in in, in the kitchen. And this is, uh, really, this is kind of how we view talking to God. This is how we view our conversations and God speaking to us and us communicating with him. This is how we often view prayer. Like, God is this cosmic Alexa in the sky, and we just say, hey, God, I want this, just play this. And I would propose to you today that talking to God and hearing from God is a lot more analog than digital. Talking and hearing from God is a lot more like this. In fact, with this, if I want to tune in to some music, number one, I can't just come over here and punch in some numbers and I can't just tell it. If I speak to this thing, it's not gonna do anything. If I say, hey, I wanna listen to this song, I can't, I can't just come over here and make it happen. In fact, if I wanna listen to music on this, the station's already playing, I just have to dial in to the right frequency. Come on, does anybody, anybody understand what I'm saying by this? That it's not that I'm telling the station what I want to hear. It's I've got to dial in and it's gonna take some work and it's gonna take some patience and I'm gonna get it wrong and I'm gonna go over too much. And I'm gonna come over this way too much. And, but, but I've got to dial in to the right frequency and that is how talking to God is like. That we just have to, Dial in. I want to give us some practical handles today. Is that okay? Can we just get practical in church? I, I, I'm going to hope to inspire you. I hope to encourage you. But I want you to leave here with some tools in your tool belt that you can go home and apply and maybe start hearing from God today because I think this is our main idea for, the, for today. And it's not in your notes, but you can just write it in in the margins right, right there in your note sheet. It's this, that God has, does not have a speaking problem. We have a listening problem. God doesn't have a speaking problem, right? The radio's on, the station is playing, the music is playing. Come on, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire is playing. Come on, somebody. And we've just got to dial in to the right station. We've got to dial into the right frequency. So how can we do that? I want us to dig into this passage of Scripture going back to 1 Samuel chapter 3. We're going to do this together. If you're ready, say ready. All right, starting in verse two. We read verse one, let's go to two. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. Somebody say usual place. We're gonna come back to that later. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Verse four, then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, yo, I didn't call you, go back to bed. So go, go back and lay down. So then the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Verse eight, a third time the Lord called Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Now, I don't, I don't know how your kids do at bedtime. My kids always seem to end up back in our room 
like 17 times. And I don't know about you, but if, if I'm Eli at this point, I'm, the, I'm ready to choke somebody. Like, yo, I didn't call you, go back to bed, right? But, but Eli, he realized something at this point. He realized, he said, oh, this, this is the Lord calling the boy. In verse nine, so Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Verse 10, the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. I wanna give you some practical handles. We're gonna do this in two sections. Number one, you need to understand and know how God speaks to us. We gotta, we gotta see how is God speaking. If the, if the, the main idea is that God is, doesn't have a speaking problem, we have a listening problem, well then I gotta know how it is he's speaking. So number one, the number one way that he speaks is through scripture. He speaks through scripture. And that's why it's so important that you get in the word. You know, I think the enemy knows this. I think he knows how important this is. And so that's why every time you get, you know, you decide you're gonna start getting in the Bible and you're gonna start getting in the word and you're gonna start this devotion, this new devotion. And you say, I'm, I'm gonna hear from God. Uh, maybe it's at the new year. We always decide we're gonna start a new devotion. And, and we get into it. And you know, you got it at the table. You got your coffee and you got a little journal and you got a little cute journal and cute pen and all that stuff. You got everything ready and you, you're getting the word, right? And then, and then the notification comes on your phone that, uh, oh, somebody commented on a post that you made, and so you, you start, or, or, or maybe, maybe it's like this, maybe you start getting ready, you, you, you get ready to get into the word, I'm about to dive in, I'm about to dig in, God's about to speak to me, and then, oh, it's Susan's birthday today, I better shoot her a, a message real quick and, and, and tell her happy birthday, and then 20 minutes later, you're still scrolling, and you ran out of time to do your devotion, but you didn't even like Susan in the first place, but you, the enemy knows this, he's gonna distract you. Or how many of you are like me? You, you say, you know what, I'm gonna get in the word today. And then all of a sudden, just this, this spirit of like a hibernating bear comes on you and you just, you, come on, anybody got the spirit of sleep just on you whenever you, you start to get in the word? Come on, we can be honest in church this morning. I, I find that so, so often that when I try to get in the word, it's like all of a sudden just slumber. Like I, I just need to go to sleep. I think the enemy knows this, that, that it's so important if you got in the word, if you knew what God was speaking to you through his word, it would change the way that you live. You've got to get in the word. And now keep in mind, I'm not gonna give you things that you have never heard before today, but how many of you know there's a difference in knowing something and doing something? So can we just commit today, hey, we're gonna get bold today and we're gonna make some changes, we're gonna do some things about it today. All right, so the number one way is that God speaks through Scripture. The second way that God speaks is through prayer. Through prayer. I said, Trey, duh, I, I, I know that. Well, I, I couldn't go a series on prayer and not bring up prayer in the message. You see, I, I, prayer was never meant to be this one-way conversation. Prayer was never meant to be a monologue with you and God where I just give him a list of all the things that I want. Hey, Alexa, do this, do this, do this. No, it was meant to be a conversation. And so I just wonder, what does your prayer life look like? Are you finding yourself when you're praying, just kind of going through the things that you're wanting, the things that you're needing, or are you carving out some time for God to speak to you? So you gotta make time to talk to God, but you also gotta make time for him to talk back. See, God cares about the things that's in your life. He cares about the things that you're going through and cares about the things that's on your heart. He's got something to say about it. And so he talks to us through 
through, through scripture, but he talks to us through prayer. This is why your prayer life is so important. You see, I think that's why so some, some many of you are in here and you're frustrated because you've been trying to do life by your own means. You've been trying to do this thing on your own, but the Bible tells us if you get in the word, you see that we don't wage war as the world does. The things we're fighting with, they're not against flesh and blood. They're, in, they're, they're not in the natural, they're in the supernatural. And that's why you've got to learn to fight in the spirit through prayer. And we're gonna talk about the spirit in a few weeks. It's gonna be amazing. But that's how God can speak to you is through prayer. Everybody say prayer. The third way, third way that God speaks to us is through people. It's through people. Now, this one bothers some of you because you think you're the only one that knows anything. <laughs> God speaks through people. Come on, this, this, I'm telling you, some of you have been so frustrated because you've been asking for God to speak to you. You've been trying to get an answer and, and, and you're just so frustrated thinking he's not responding, but your wife has been telling you for the last three months what to do. You just didn't want to hear it from her. I'm telling you, I, listen, I am with you. I hate it. I hate that the voice of God sounds like my wife so often. It sounds so often. I, I'll be so frustrated. I'll be wanting God to, to speak, to, to, to do something. Like, God, change this. To, like, do this in my life. Speak to me. God, give me something. And she's been telling me for the last six months what I need to be doing. Come on, why, why wouldn't God use other people in your life? Like God, God used a bush to speak to Moses. God used a donkey. Come on, if God can use that, why wouldn't he use your boss? If God can use those things, why wouldn't he use your sister? Why wouldn't he use your cousin, who's still a little crazy, let's be honest, but God can use it. Why wouldn't he use your small group? Why wouldn't he use the team that you're serving on? And that's why it's important that you get yourself in the right groups and in the right, with the right people because God wants to speak to you through his people. Everybody say people. These are three ways. Y'all, there's so many ways that God speaks to you. There's so many ways. I, I, wish, I wish I had time. I wish I had time to, to really dig into to how God speaks. Can, I don't have this in your notes. Can I just give you a bonus one? Can I give you, give you a bonus one? Just write this in, uh, in the margins there. God speaks to you through closed doors. He speaks to you through closed doors. See, Samuel, the guy that we're reading about right now in Scripture, Samuel grows up, and he anoints, he becomes a prophet, and he anoints Saul to be king of Israel, the first king of Israel. And then Saul gets all jacked up. He just starts acting crazy, and God says, oh, no more Saul. He's not going to be king anymore. And then Samuel gets so upset and so frustrated, and he's so sad. The Bible says that he was mourning Saul. And God says, Samuel, how long are you going to mourn Saul? There's a David out in the field that I need you to go anoint. You see, sometimes you are so frustrated because a door shut on you, but God is gonna use it to speak to you that, hey, I've got something better for you. God uses closed doors. It, man, it, God, listen, guys, God's speaking to us. He's speaking all the time. He's always speaking. We're just not listening. So if that is how he's speaking, we know that, okay, we've settled it in our hearts that God is speaking. He hasn't just gone silent. He didn't stop at the, at the end of the Bible. It's like, that's not that, that wasn't the end. Like, he's still speaking to us. So how can we dial in? And let me tell you, this is where this becomes a bold prayer. 
these next three points, this is where it becomes a bold prayer to pray, God, speak to me. Because if you're gonna be willing to pray, God, speak to me, you gotta be willing to do what he says. You gotta be willing, because when, when he speaks, actually, when he speaks to Samuel, we didn't read it in the passage, but the next verses, he's about to tell Samuel some really hard things. He's about to challenge him in some really difficult things. He's about to call him up and stretch him in a way that he never thought that he would be stretched. And oftentimes, that is how God is speaking to us. When he does speak to us, it challenges us. It convicts us. It presses on us. And so many times, that's why we shy away from it. And then we say, no, that wasn't God. But every time in Scripture, every time God did something miraculous and did something amazing through another person, it always started with this stretching, this, this act of faith, this, this hard conversation, this hard challenge. And so this is where it becomes bold. So if you want God to move, I love what uh, page 23 of a book called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire by Pastor Jim Simbla, uh, he says this, he said, I despaired at the thought that my life might pass me by without God moving greatly on my behalf. If you want God to move greatly on your behalf, if you want him to do something miraculous in your life and in you and through you, and you're willing to be bold and say, God, speak to me, and you gotta be willing to do these next three things. Number one, let's go and look at uh, verse eight in the story, verse eight. And the third time the Lord called Samuel, Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. Get this, so Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Everybody say, in his place. You will hear God's voice when you get in your place. You'll hear God's voice when you get in your place. See, I think the reason some of you haven't been hearing from God is not because he's not been speaking to you, but you've been trying to hear the voice of God from your boss's place. You've been trying to hear the voice of God from your sister's place. You've been trying to hear the voice of God. Maybe, maybe you've been trying to hear the voice of God from a place that you think you should be by now at this stage of your life. But God's speaking to you in your place. You've gotta get in your place. That's why it's so important you can't compare yourself to other people. That's why you can't compare yourself to your sister because God didn't want another one of your sisters. He wanted another one of you and he's calling you and he's put a, a power in you and a purpose in you and you are trying to live that out in someone else's place and you've got to get in your place. I know you think you should be married by now, like you're 32 and you're single, I get it, but maybe God has something special for you that he's designed you and called you to be in this moment in time, in this position in life, in this place in life, and he wants to use you in your place, not where you want to be, but where you are right now. Somebody say, get in your place. God's gonna speak to you and you're gonna hear it when you get in your place. The second way, second way. And by the way, let me just say this. Let me say it about being in your place. That's why it's important that you commit to this thing called church. 
I didn't say this in the first one. I don't know, maybe this is for somebody here. That's why this is so important that you, you commit to coming to church every week and why you commit to getting in a small group and why you get in on the dream team, go through the growth track and start serving because God has something for you and a purpose for you and a calling on you. It's not on somebody else. It's on you for you to do something. Come on, he, he's given you a gift. He's given you a plan. He's given you a dream that he wants to pull out of you and use you to make Make a difference, but he's using you. He's not calling somebody else. He's not calling another position. He's not calling you on who you want to be. He's calling you who you are right now, and it's for you. What he has for you is for you. You've got to commit to get in the right place. The second thing you got to do and how to, how to hear from God is in the right, you got to get in your, the right posture. It's in your posture. Notice what, what Samuel did. He kept going and laying down. So Eli kept telling him, hey, go lie down. When Eli realized that this was God calling him, he didn't say, oh, you better chase him. Like God, God's always moving, but he's not hiding from you. Okay, like, like, like God's not way over here hoping, like I'm gonna call him Samuel and then I'm gonna just go hide over here and hope he never finds me. No, 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 God is, is, is speaking to you and he's not asking you to get really busy and try to find him. What he's asking you to do is be still and know that I am God. It's in your posture. He, he, Eli kept telling him, go lie down, go lie down. The first time the word of the Lord came to Samuel, he was Lying down. You see, I think we, we, this is hard for us in our culture today because we think we have to be so busy all the time. We equate busyness with success. We equate busyness with productivity. And I think, I, listen, there's nothing wrong with, with having a, a full schedule. There's nothing wrong with having things to do. And, but y'all, we're, we're always running around like crazy. We've got this ball game here and we've got this recital here and we've got this practice here and then I've got this meeting here and then I've got to do this and this. And I just wonder if God's saying, hey, I've, I've been calling you, I've been speaking to you, but you've been running around doing everything else and you just haven't been still long enough to hear me. You gotta Rest. The Bible talks about Jesus in his earthly ministry when he was on earth. He talked about rest really so much more than he talked about some of the other hot topics that we talk about in church. In fact, he said, I am your Sabbath rest. You got to rest. Come on, there's some of you, you're so tired right now. You've been blaming it on the devil. You've been blaming on this a spiritual attack. No, you're just too busy. Slow down. Take a breather. No, I got, I, got to, I got to get more. I got to work harder. I got to do more. No, 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 no. You need to rest. Can we just do that together? Can we just all take a deep breath? Just rest. God speaks to you when you're in your position, when you're in your place, but he'll speak to you when you're at rest. And the third way that God speaks, I, I really want to lean into this one and if you go back and look, I told you we we're gonna come back to this verse. Go back to, to verse two and three. First Samuel chapter three, it says this. It says, one night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. And you see from there, 
verse after verse after verse after verse of Samuel going back and going back and going back and going back. You wanna know how you're gonna hear from God? It's when you get in your place, when you fix your posture, but it's also gonna be in your persistence. You can't stop. You can't give up. See, if I want to find the right station, it, y'all, if you've never experienced doing this, it can be frustrating sometimes because you miss it sometimes. You get it wrong sometimes. Or maybe you get it right today and then you come back. How many of you know this to be true? These things, they, they get affected by the temperature in the air, by the humidity, the dials. They turn ever so slightly. And, and you could have it right today and then go and come back and, and it be a little off when you get back. And so you got to keep tweaking it and keep working on it. You've got to be persistent. You got to keep going back after that failure, after that mistake, after that compromise, when it didn't work out, when you got it wrong before, when you thought he was saying this and you did this and it was wrong, it's okay. Keep going back. You got to be persistent. You got to be persistent. Just, just keep going and keep going. I'm going to keep getting in the word, even though I don't even understand what I'm reading right now. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep praying, even though I can only pray for like 60 seconds right now. I'm going to keep praying. I'm, I'm going to keep going to a small group, even though I didn't like the last one I was in. I'm going to, I'm going to give it another shot this week. I'm going to give it another shot this season. I'm going to, I'm going to get in a small group. I'm going to join the team, even though I'm really busy right now. I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to start serving and getting the right people around me. You got to be persistent. You gotta be persistent. See, I think there are three kinds of people in the room right now. There's three kinds of people. One, you're Samuel, and you just, you're like, Trey, I, I just needed some, just some tools, some handles today, and kind of dial back into God's voice, or kind of just figure this thing out. Uh, maybe you're new to church, new to a relationship with God, and you just, maybe you just needed some encouraging that, hey, he hasn't stopped speaking. He's, he's speaking to you. He's got a word for you. He's got a plan for you. But I think there's maybe a lot of people like, like the second type of person, like Eli. And you're like Eli. And in verse two and three, it said that Eli's eyes had gotten weak. Y'all, it's been a while since you've heard from God. You were on fire at one point. You were... You were connected with him. You were in sync. You, you, you had it going on. Everything was working out great for whatever reason. Life, a mistake, a letdown, a setback. And you've slowly drifted and the eyes have gotten weak and the vision that you once had for your life, it's just gotten a little dim. I just wanna encourage you with what it said in verse three. Yes, his eyes were weak, but the lamp of God had not gone out. God still has a plan for you. He still has a purpose for you. I know you messed up. He still cares about you. He still is calling you. I know you got it wrong before. He's still calling you. Samuel, Samuel, I know you thought it was something else, but it's it's God calling you and he, he's not giving up on you. And just like you need to be persistent, he is persistent. He's always there. He's never stopped calling you. He's never stopped speaking to you. And you may have lost it at one time, but you can get it back today. You 
You can, the, the lamp of God has not gone out in your life. You can still step into what God is calling you to this morning. So what I want us to do with every head bowed and every eye closed. You say, Trey, I am one of those two. I'm Samuel, and I just wanted some, some handles today. And you know, I, I got a little challenged. I, I, I see, you know, I'm, I need to work on some things. I need to get in the word more. I need to pray more. I need to get the right people around me. Or maybe you say, Trey, I, I need to get in my right place. I've been striving for something that God hasn't called me to. Or I, I've just been so busy, I need, I need to take some time and I need to rest, I need to slow down. And maybe you've given up. Maybe you've given up on this thing called God's plan for your life. And you've just settled within your heart, that's for the people on stage and not for me. I just wanna encourage you, God is here. He's still calling you, he's never stopped. And you say, Trey, that's me. I want, I want to answer the call again, God. I, I wanna say, God, here I am, speak to me. And if that's you and you just say, Trey, that's me, I just wanna pray for you. Would you just lift your hand? I see those hands going up all over the place. Come on, that's awesome. You can put those down. I just wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for you right now. God, we, we love you and we thank you that you've never stopped pursuing us. We thank you that you've, are persistent. We thank you that you have never stopped speaking to us. And even though we may have had trouble dialing into the right frequency, God, we just, we receive your call today. And we're not gonna back down. We're gonna be bold and we're gonna step into what you're calling us to. We're gonna step into the plan that you have for us. We're gonna step in to your purpose for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. With every head bowed and every eye still closed, just stay in a moment of prayer. I told you there are three people, three types of people in the room. And I don't mean to single you out in any way. I just, I just feel like there's somebody in the room right now and you say, Trey, you know, I've never prayed that prayer. I've never asked God to speak to me because honestly, I don't know that I wanna hear what he has to say. Maybe you grew up in a church background where how God spoke to you was through somebody else, like through a priest and and, and that was the only way you didn't realize that you could have a relationship with God. Or maybe somebody misused it and maybe somebody said that God was speaking to them and speaking to you and, and they, they abused that situation and abused that calling on your life. And you say, oh, Trey, I don't wanna have anything to do with that anymore. Or maybe you just never heard anything about having a relationship with this guy called Jesus. But I, I do like the fact that somebody has a plan for me. I do like the fact that he may be calling me and he may be wanting to use me. I never thought about it before, but and if that's you, you can make a decision today to give your life to Jesus. He's calling you. I don't think you're here by accident. I think he brought you here to this service for this moment right now. And so you say, Trey, I, I don't know him. If I'm being honest, I, I've even put on the facade like I do have a relationship with him, but I've never, I've never even turned on the stereo. I've never made that connection with him before. And 
today's your day. So if that's you, with no one looking around, don't worry, you don't have to, you don't have to be nervous about anybody looking at you. No one looking around, would you just shoot your hand up right now? Say, Trey, that's me. I wanna, I wanna make that decision to give my life to Jesus. I see that hand, that's awesome. I wanna give my life to Jesus today. I love it. Church family, can we pray together? We're gonna pray all this together. And if that's you and you raise your hand, maybe you're watching online, you can pray this with us. We're gonna pray it out loud. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I give you my life. Teach me to live for you. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, church family. Can we give all those a big hand?